Hey guys, Jenna here. So in today's episode of We Had a Great Time, um, it's a bit more like our last episode, um, where it's pretty unfiltered. Um, I edited a lot, but there's definitely a lot of moments of us just rambling on and on. Um, and I was thinking about taking them out just for the sake of the episode length, but honestly, it brings me joy to hear our conversations and be reminded of existing in that moment with my good, great friend, Pavitra, who I love very much. Um, Pavitra got to do the intro to the last episode because that was a genuine, unfiltered thing. Um, but I thought I would throw one in here just to give you guys a heads up and remind you that it's cool if you want to do it in multiple sessions. Anyways, Pavitra, when you hear this, I love you. And to everybody else, this is We Had a Great Time. Welcome to We Had a Great Time. <laughs> okay, yeah. We need, like, a catchphrase. Yes. Like, where you we're... can have a great time, too. <laughs> but also, like, maybe that's, like, <laughs> on edge. Maybe not. For context, this is uh, We Had a Great Time. Yeah. With... A podcast with Jenna and Demetra. Yes. And um, we are currently in the car together in the Um, the minivan in a minivan together Pavitra's minivan to be clear not just like a random minivan Uh minivan. (laughs) we're overlooking the city (laughs) that we are in we are full we just had a nutritiously yummy meal at um, a taco place we tried two (laughs) things we tried um, a margarita which was good classic Classic margarita margarita. yeah so good so good but then we tried this maple chai drink which sounded really good on paper (laughs) it sounded really good because we're both big fans of chai and like it's maple so we were like oh it's so sweet it gave like Christmas vibes it had like cinnamon like cardamom should have tasted really good should have tasted really good and it just it just didn't Um, and I'm blaming the bitters there were cardamom bitters in there and like I know already that I'm not a bitters girl and we like tried to drink it um and we got through like a quarter (laughs) of it maybe collectively like both of us can only make it through a quarter of the drink um but you know what you live and you learn and then before that we were thrift shopping yeah just so you know and the other day i realized that um something like i feel like every episode i ask the question that i don't like the most and that is how are you and i don't know why i continue to perpetuate that question when i don't like it so this week i'm not going to ask you how you are i have a good question okay what's your question um maybe we ask like what are you like most like looking forward to next week um when i go back home i'm rearranging my bedroom which i'm really excited about um what are you looking forward to that's a good question that I, like, should have been more prepared for as someone that... Asked that question. Asked the question. Um, I'm not so sure. I feel like this might be the first time in a really long time that I've had, like, a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be nice. I'm, like, going out of town with my family this weekend, which I think will be fun, mm-hmm. I guess, to some sorts. I'm also, I feel like... Being back home is always kind of nice because I'm, like, catching up with people Mm. and, like, doing things that I, like, obviously would not do Mm -hmm. um, in Chicago. So, I actually, like... Have nothing to do. Well, I probably should be, like, applying to things and stuff, but, like, nothing that's, um, 
like do like deadlines yeah. yeah it's kind of rough that there's always like something, something to, to be done do, which is why like it's important to like prioritize rest like I've talked to my therapist about this before where she's just like well you're always going to have something to do like you're never there's probably not going to ever be like a time when you can just like organically be like ah I'm just gonna chill so like that's why you have to be intentional about it we were just talking to this about my like with my parents and some family friends that came over where one of my brother's friends is like a hospitalist but they do like one week on one week off Mm. um and so like my dad my dad was retelling a story about how like he went to a wedding and was telling them like oh like you should be doing this stuff like Mm -hmm. on your week off like that'd be so cool Mm -hmm. if you like had extra time like during your week off Mm -hmm. just because like that's my dad's personality is Mm -hmm. to like use time off to like kind Mm -hmm. of do more work but he was Mm -hmm. like they all looked at me like i was nuts because like (laughs) why would they do that like they're all traveling that week off or like yeah just like lounging and i think my parents were like i think that's just like what like our generation is prioritizing more and that's also Mm. like my mom had been like that's like a very european Mm. style of like life is like they're very go with the flow not it's not like you need to be at work at nine like i that's what i'm guessing Mm -hmm. life is like like there so Mm -hmm. um it's really interesting if well and i also feel like from work for like with work from home Mm -hmm. becoming more common that's like i could totally see that being the normalcy Mm -hmm. in certain careers yeah it's obviously not gonna happen anytime soon but that's interesting like the two different like cultural approaches to that almost today the future and i thought that we would give (laughs) context an odd intro (laughs) to the podcast yeah and on that note (laughs) um speaking of rest let's talk about what we're gonna do for the rest of our lives the future and I thought it would be helpful to give you guys some context since we and maybe are like but each other yeah I feel like yeah I mean like I know obviously what you're like doing and whatnot but I feel yeah. like going into detail about it would be interesting yeah like we just because we realized that we never really explained um our origin story or like what our lives are like or like what we're up to so we thought that maybe we could give that a whirl um, a little spin. A little spin. How right. did we meet, Jenna? The story of Pavitra and Jenna. Um, so a long, long, long ago, Pavitra and I went to preschool together, but we weren't in the same preschool class. We just like went to the same school. Um, like we grew up nearby, but our older brothers are the same age, and they were friends in high school. Um, when we were, like, in preschool together. And so, because we knew that our brothers were like, were friends. they must have been in, yeah, in high school. Yeah, in high school, right. right. They must have just started high school. Yeah. Yeah, they just had started high school. Um, and beca- so, because, like, they had that connection and Future and I had, like, our preschool connection. Um, <laughs> like, our families, our, probably our moms, like, somehow we got linked up. And it just, like, made sense because our brothers were, like, pals. So... Yeah, Why I think our moms probably up? just knew each other from attending yeah. things for our siblings. Yeah. And so it, like... It made sense. The other thing to keep in mind is that the age gap is so odd. Oh, um, yeah. Our brothers are um, 11 yeah. years older than us. So we linked up like that, and we found out that our birthdays are only a couple weeks apart. We have very close birthdays. They were also pregnant at the same oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. So our my moms, moms were Yeah, pregnant. my mom definitely knew your mom because she was pregnant yeah. with you, and yeah. she was also pregnant. Yeah. We've had our own, like, 
meanders and misadventures and detours it's kind of just like it's like the consistency of like oh yeah like we're gonna be friends in like 30 years and like that's just like yeah. a fact like no question about it mm-hmm. kind of thing so that's our origin story yeah i think we should mention that we also i think we also used to play a lot of online games we did oh we did we played a so lot of like toontown games. a lot of like webkins like yeah even when we did hang out it was like you go to the computer you yeah. play yeah yeah um what else did we played sims like pop tropica pop tropica club penguin. club penguin i also feel like it's interesting to reflect on like i totally forgot that playing on things online was like also a crucial component of like our friendship Mm -hmm. because i feel like i like if i had a child i'd be like get your ass off the computer like like i'm so (laughs) why are you sitting on a computer for seven hours yeah like you guys like can you guys talk to each other or are you just gonna like look at the screen and giggle um it's like so like i think i would do something like differently with my children and so i love that that was something like that just goes to show that technology is not always a bad thing you grow out of it. Yeah, we did. I haven't did. played an online game in years. But yeah, I do, you do grow out of it. Well, I mean, I guess you could say our online games are just like social media. <gasps> wow. Is this a twist of a, a twist but of a I don't have social media, so does that make me not a gamer? Maybe, maybe my exposure to The Sims and I mean, you did school. used to have social media, though. I did used You've to have it. You've grown out of it. I think yeah. you will also grow out of it. Give it a minute. Yeah interesting i used to have this fear in high school that like i would stop like knowing what to do or like how to have fun because i was like what if i just like get bored of playing video games and then i have nothing nothing <laughs> and like it's so interesting to think of because at the time it was like a legitimate concern i was like what if the only thing that makes me happy is video games like what if it's sims what if it's my sims family um and now <laughs> i'm like way older and i don't play sims anymore um because i have more fun doing other things and there's like other things that capture my attention and like for a while like social media was fun until it wasn't and then like I just grew out of it and moved on okay. and now like I I think like I have a lot well I mean I'm also just older and more like sentient Self- and, and like, aware self aware yeah. and so like more aware of where your time is going yeah <laughs> yeah 100%. so it's also like the- this new I feel like movement towards like why are you scrolling like mm. at all yeah like it's like a valid like i feel like this is a conversation that i've definitely had with you a bunch yeah we've probably talked about it Mm -hmm. bajillion times but i've also like had this conversation with other people and i think Mm -hmm. like not to this extent but i think like it's something that like everyone's like oh i hate this yeah but like no one is coming off like i don't know why Mm. i think maybe i mean i'm sure over the next like five years or so probably a lot of people in our age range will be getting off of it though you think i think i think there's like a movement right now to from what i've seen in the past couple months like mm. to post like more real really so you like stuff. tell me about that yeah i think um even with posts like that i have a like to kind of explain the situation i think there's like people are doing more like photo dumps i guess you could call mm. them and oh yeah so it's just like posting like normal pictures kind of unedited mm-hmm. but i feel like even like i haven't posted for like a year and a mm-hmm. half now like probably the last picture you saw on mm-hmm. my instagram is the last picture mm-hmm. and um even like when i'm taking pictures of things and i'm like oh this would be nice and a photo dump like mm-hmm. i'm like literally thinking like Mm -hmm. oh this would be something that i would Mm -hmm. post in like it's not that real Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, no, even, those, sense. even those feel scripted, even though they're, like, kind yeah. of showing off the normalcies of life. And, like, it's not, like, a yeah. perfectly edited, like, or, like, no, yeah, cause it's, super it's, filtered picture. But it's still... Something about it still feels like a curated amount of images mm. that, yeah. like, still somehow make, like, you seem cooler than, mm. like... Like, there's some, yeah. some... There's still something going on. And I think that's just, like, how social media works. Yeah. There's, like, probably gonna be a new app mm. in a couple years that we will all join. Yeah. Well, I think it, it just, like, depends on your intentions about it. But that's totally right. And that's, like, part of the reason one of the many reasons that I, like, got off social media is because I felt like I would go into situations and then be, like, let's take a picture so I can post it. Or, like, let's... And, like, that's not... Like, I don't want that to be my intention. Um, and I think it's natural, and I don't think it's, like, bad, per se. But just, like, when you, like, are looking for... Yeah, and I know, know people like that. And that yeah. is, like... And it's, like, it's like a pet peeve like, of mine. Yeah, like, like, that is, like, such a turn-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, can't... Yeah. Even though I'm not on social media, I feel like sometimes I am in pictures somehow or, like, I I take pictures and I think of it from, like, an outsider's perspective. Like, especially if there's somebody whose approval I want. Like, I if I take a picture, I'm like, oh, like, how do I... How would I look in this to them? Even though I'm not posting it anywhere, I feel like that's, like, a really pervasive element of social media that has, like, stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to blame it all on social media because to an extent like it's just a reflection of like our own self-esteem it's also like the process of like not caring social media is almost like the antithesis of not caring what people think i feel like because like the reason you post is usually because you want people to like think something (laughs) um i don't know i don't want to like no i definitely i agree this is Mm -hmm. also like what i'm like going to be working in and so my relationship Mm. in that sense is also like really difficult and Mm -hmm. I was talking to a professor actually but I was like talking to him and he was kind of like oh so like what's like the PR world like like Mm -hmm. what are what kind of things are you applying to like what are you like most interested in like what type of PR Mm -hmm. like all these random questions somehow we got to the topic of like how in the past year so much has depended on social media and like I sort of told him, I was like, I don't know, I have such an odd relationship with, Mm -hmm. like, social media in general that, like, a lot of beginning positions in PR are, like, being a social media manager Mm -hmm. and, like, looking at analytics and, Mm -hmm. like, the data and, like, creating posts for businesses and, like, trying to think of tactics to, like, get people to consume. Mm -hmm. Um, And those aren't, for most of the world, those are messages that I, like don't really agree with i don't know it's so interesting because we are like at least in america such a corporate like lifestyle Mm -hmm. that i think like if wendy's tweets something and it goes Mm -hmm. viral like it is kind of crazy that like more people will go to wendy's because Mm -hmm. of like a funny tweet Mm -hmm. than like the fact that they like their chicken like you know what i mean it's like yeah it's just like a part of pr yeah and so um it's like very interesting um like trying to figure out my relationship mm-hmm. with it because I feel like almost right now I feel like it would be really hard for me to like apply to things or know mm-hmm. about like current trends mm-hmm. and like what is going viral and mm-hmm. like stuff like keywords like that without having some mm-hmm. form of like even like LinkedIn like yeah. I feel like without that I'm like lost mm-hmm. for like a day or two without like yeah I just feel like it would be odd so mm-hmm. I yeah I guess I wonder how so, like my relationship with that will change to bring a broader context of that can you explain like what 
you're like let's explain like who we are at the moment and like <laughs> so we got our origin story down check mm-hmm. check let's explain who we are at the moment so tell me and everybody <laughs> about <laughs> like your major um what you're interested in and like I guess your philosophy towards life yeah I think um okay so PR and advertising or like public relations in general so advertising is most people think that PR is advertising but it's like actually not so advertising is like using images and like graphics and Mm -hmm. like phrases and whatnot to like convince someone to purchase a product and PR is seeing how someone is like more so about like how the human brain perceives Mm. a product and like what they are seeing Mm. like what your audience is seeing when they look at something Mm -hmm. versus how are you like advertising is something that the company's side can work Mm -hmm. on but PR is something that like they need the audience's Mm -hmm. thoughts to kind of switch things up Mm -hmm. and so that's like it's really interesting I'm more interested in like how like why McDonald's uses red and yellow to like Mm -hmm. market their products and like why that's usually used Mm -hmm. for food products like stuff like that like that's really interesting to me mm-hmm. um what got you into pr and advertising because when you came into college you were undecided i right? was undecided um i wanted to go to art school for like a very long time or at least like <laughs> have some sort of like or like when i was applying to colleges i thought i was going to art school mm-hmm. um and i thought i was gonna have some sort of like uh, i don't know like either add photography into the mix or like graphic design was something that i had mm-hmm. like done a camp for and i was like wow like i really like this but mm-hmm. i also really really like like writing papers mm-hmm. and like doing research mm-hmm. and like doing like the data and like the psych side of things yeah. um which to be fair i feel like you can still incorporate those things into your life in the future yeah which um, is why um i don't know i feel um like pr is like just the right balance of like my like right and left side of my brain Mm -hmm. like it's like both creative and you're constantly like it's constantly changing which Mm -hmm. is something that I love um it's very dynamic yeah but it's also um like there is a lot of analytical and like data Mm -hmm. like it can be math if you Mm -hmm. want or like I know because the field is so broad like I could have a lot to do with healthcare just by mm-hmm. working in healthcare PR. Or, like, I could do a lot to do with, like, restaurants by working in, like, restaurant PR. Or, like, the entertainment industry is, like, a totally different... Mm-hmm. Like, crisis communication is so different. And so, um, I feel like... I don't know. There's a lot of talk about, like, whatever you choose as your college major, like, probably isn't what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, absolutely... Like, I don't even know what I would have done if I went to a school that didn't have... Like, I probably would have majored in communication still, but... Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, quite literally, like, probably the most, Mm -hmm. like, perfect major for me, and Mm -hmm. I, like, in terms of classes, like, I really enjoy what I do Mm -hmm. every day, it's just, it's a lot of work, Mm -hmm. and, like, I feel like everyone complains about, Mm -hmm. like, certain classes, but in terms of, like, the content and, like, what I'm learning and, like, even networking and, like, stuff like that, like, those are all things that I, like, really, really enjoy, Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's how I got into it, and then... I loved it so much, even doing it online, that I was like, Mm -hmm. alright, I'm, like, sticking through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And you are going to be graduating. Is there something that you desire for after you graduate, or do you feel content, like, just seeing where life takes you and kind of, like, figuring it out along the way? 
yeah, I don't know. I think there's, like, aspects... There's, like... I definitely know what kind of PR I'm, like, not interested... I guess, like, if you listed a bunch of things, I could kind of tell you, like, what I would want to do most mm-hmm. and what I wouldn't. Um, I also... I feel like once you're in the real world, you don't... Like, there's not much I'm doing as a student to deal with crisis communications mm-hmm. um, to the extent that I probably would in the real world. So I might love the pressure like I like working under pressure and so stuff like that might actually be really interesting to me like helping fix a PR scandal or like oh, doing stuff like okay. that like or like okay, a lot yeah. of campaigns have to do with crisis like mm-hmm. or like if there's a hurricane stuff like mm-hmm. that like stuff like that is like really interesting to me but um I don't know my dream would be to like do some sort of and I've told you this many times mm-hmm. but like PR for like the entertainment industry mm-hmm. in some way either like working for a record label or Mm. like I don't know I think I would like really enjoy that environment and also like that is something that I like actively (laughs) enjoy um and I like the people that are like I like being surrounded by like-minded people Mm. and um so that's like something that I like Mm -hmm. um but I think I could also see myself working for like an agency Mm -hmm. um which like my school thankfully has like a lot of connections to and mm-hmm. um but like a lot of the agencies kind of have like multiple different clients and they kind of vary mm-hmm. between like companies to mm-hmm. like a small like I don't know restaurant mm-hmm. or stuff like that um I guess I'm kind of going in with an open mind because mm-hmm. I feel like I will know after I'm in the mm-hmm. I'm in the work mm-hmm. force but um I know what I like mm-hmm. and so I feel like the way I'm thinking about things right now, especially with, like, graduation being sort of near, is mm-hmm. that, um, I feel like if I just, like, kind of deal with it for the next three years, then after that I can kind of, like, build up, mm-hmm. like, a network, build up a resume, and then kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of just, like, go through stuff that you may not necessarily, like, want to do, but just, like, deal with it, and then yeah, start to Yeah, it's also hard, though, because, like, I do, like, PR, so it's, yeah. like, yeah, start to be more picky about what I, like, mm-hmm. get involved in. Yeah. A lot of PR people also just, like, start their own, like, firm yeah, yeah. or, like, thing, and so if you mm-hmm. create that name recognition, that could be yeah also a potential... Um. I just so we were talking about this earlier but I just read Michelle Obama's biography and I was stunned about like the sheer amount of people and relationships she had formed that were supporting both her own campaigns but also like Barack's campaign mm-hmm. um and they were like really important our buddy Barack our buddy Barack <laughs> Obama um sorry Mr. President um mm-hmm. <laughs> would you ever like to work like do you think you could see yourself doing PR for like political stuff or not really yeah I think I don't know I say like all the time like I'd love to do something towards social good or like Mm. and I think that's also just the like that's something my siblings are actively involved in that's Mm -hmm. something that like the people I surround myself in are usually Mm -hmm. pretty involved with like environment like people that I become friends with like usually know what's going on in the news Mm -hmm. to some extent or like are willing to hear me talk about what's mm-hmm. going on in the news and so I think um I think with that like I I worked on a campaign this summer it wasn't mm-hmm. for PR it was more like finances but that was like so so interesting to me mm-hmm. um it's a lot of work just like working on a campaign mm-hmm. but I feel like even like doing marketing stuff for like something that's more steady like mm-hmm. I don't know like a mayor's office or mm-hmm. something would be really cool um but 
I'm not so sure. There's also people, like, the campaign stuff is more short-term. Mm-hmm, that's um, true. And... Unless you become, like, a permanent staff member. No, I feel like there's standards to being involved in political PR where there's no reason for a politician to be, like, super cool. Like, mm-hmm. they just need to, like... Do their like, job. Yeah, like, Joe Biden, like, what a guy. But also, like, <laughs> he released a TikTok with the Jonas Brothers the other day. And what? I know, I need to show you this. Um, and everyone was like... All right, Joe, like, what about this pandemic, though? And I was like, yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Good for Kevin, Joe, mm-hmm. and Nick. But I mean, you talk about the Jonas Brothers in every <laughs> single freaking episode. But, like, also what? Like, like, there's no reason for that yeah. to happen. And, like, whoever thought that was a good idea, yeah. like, maybe not. was, like, mm-hmm. maybe read the room. Like, yeah. So it's- I think I, that, was, that would be something that I have trouble with is I feel like there's not as many flexibility. Like, there's not mm-hmm. much flexibility yeah. for me to be creative in that there's, role. Like, expectations and norms. And also, like, I mean, you're for the people and whatnot, but also, like, there's so much backlash. It's yeah. so hard. I would be so hurt. Like, that is very true. It's, it's hard, too, especially with, like, um, social media and those positions, political ones especially, it's like they are participating in social media things because they want to stay relevant and popular. Um, but yeah, like Obama time, was the first president to have a Twitter. Yeah. Or like an Instagram. Yeah. And like, there's like a lot of power in mm-hmm. social media that can be hard I don't know if I would want to be completely involved in yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like maybe other, like, I think I can be involved in politics mm-hmm. like in my free time, but I don't know. Um, I don't know, it would need to be with the right person. Mm-hmm. Like, the campaign I worked on last mm-hmm. year was with the right person, mm-hmm. and I, like, had the right boss, and, like, everything was right mm-hmm. at the time, and I also wasn't, like, a huge role in mm-hmm. the, in the, like, food chain, yeah. but, um, but, yeah. If I ran for president, would you be my PR Yeah, I'll person? be your PR person. There's a lot of people that have asked, like, a lot of high school friends will be, like, Oh, like, I'm gonna, like, I need a PR person, like... I, if I ever need a PR person, I will literally hire you. Good, that's good to know. Like, I'm not, I'm not joking, I'm not like (laughs) other high school people. I'm a real one. No, I know, it's just funny. That is funny. Um, I'm probably not gonna run for president, though, so don't worry about that. Okay, thanks. Um, (laughs) now, something that you mentioned earlier, and something that I've always admired about you and your family, is that, like, you guys really are, like, activists. Um, I feel like... And even though it's not necessarily always a full-time, like, thing, like, you are activists however you can be, like, you're calling, you know, your, like, congresspeople, um, or your representative, or you're going to protests, and, like, you're, you're doing the work, and, like, that's just something that I really admire. And along with that, I had a follow-up question for you, which is, what are some values that, like, you want to take with you into, like, the, like, when you start working in PR, um, because, like, you have, like, feelings now where, like, you, you think you want to do, like, ideally you'd be a part of something that's doing social good, um, and, like, in the real world, like, application of that can be more difficult when you get into layers of, like, I need to survive and so I need money, um, so what do you, like, are there things that you value now that you, like, don't want to forget when you actually start, like, working and putting it into place and, um, are there things that you're willing to like defend or make sacrifices for? Yeah. Um, wow, I feel like I'm being interviewed. I can't ask you <laughs> questions. Um, I was telling you about this ethics class I'm in and kind of talking about like values that we kind of want to take with us mm-hmm. as we enter the workforce. Especially, there were certain things in this class that I read that I was like literally shocked about. Like, 
PR in other countries and how, mm-hmm. like, that operates and how, like, there's a lot of, like, corruption and, like, people mm-hmm. are, like, they will hack Twitter accounts and, like, it is so easy to, like, convince people. Mm-hmm. Like, now more than ever, there's so much, like, fear and, like, stigma around that. And so I hope, like, going in, I'm, like, I guess what I wrote in the paper. And so I feel like I'm kind of, I was kind of prepared for this question because mm-hmm. I just wrote this paper a couple days well, ago. <laughs> but I feel like, um, like, as I, I, like, I hope that I only work for people that, like, I know that I can, like, speak up mm-hmm. for. I think that's, like, something that doesn't happen in a lot of jobs and like even in classes and like stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's not always an environment that you're in um where you like have the ability to be like wait like I think we should like take a Mm -hmm. step back and like just like Mm -hmm. let's just like think about this and I think aspects like that are really important in PR it's so Mm -hmm. easy because you have such a big budget usually Mm -hmm. to just be like okay let's just spend like a million bucks on this Mm -hmm. or like a hundred thousand dollars on this and um Mm -hmm. I think like there's definitely like there's, like, campaigns that go on forever. Like, mm-hmm. I've slowly realized as I've, like, looked into more campaigns that, like, sometimes the most simple ones are the ones that are, like, the best and, mm-hmm. like, really resonate with people. And so I think, like, for me, it's more about, like, don't get, like, stuck in the fact that you have this budget or, like, mm-hmm. that you're dealing with all this. and Just kind of, like, like spread more awareness mm-hmm. about, like, whatever you're advocating mm-hmm. for and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think, like, if I can... If there's a way for me to... I think the way that my... Um, I guess, like, personality is, is, like, if there's a way for me to, like, give back in a mm-hmm. way, like, even if I'm doing something for, like, Wendy's or something, mm-hmm. like, if there's a way that I can, like, convince them to, like, mm-hmm. do something, then, mm-hmm. like, I'm probably gonna try, mm-hmm. and so, um, I guess that's something that, like, I hope I'm in an environment where I can, like, I feel open mm-hmm. to being able to do that. Yeah. I can totally see you starting a wave of, like, PR ex <laughs> But it also, like, there's so much, like, like, I don't know, like, even last year and, like, stuff like that, there's so much, like, performative stuff, so I feel like mm. you need to find that, like... It's a balance. Like, it doesn't work for everything. Like, if yeah. Wendy's just wants to give out, like, a spicy chicken nuggets, like, go do yeah. that. Or, like, they want to send out, like, a... Or, like, McDonald's does these, like, collabs with, like, big artists, like... There's no way I can spin that to yeah. kind of, like... Into being philanthropy. Philanthropy-related, but yeah. I think, like, I... I know there's also similar to being a lawyer there's also like a ton of freelance work mm. um and I guess I haven't completely ruled out like law school mm. um or like something like that I feel yeah. like I can't see myself getting an MBA mm. just cause like business school just seems like a bunch of frat bros mm. and that's like not my <laughs> vibe at all but um but I think I might like take a couple years to like work and like figure out what I'm yeah. doing um, and all my siblings, like, my siblings that have gone to law school have been, like, it's, like, probably more worthwhile, mm-hmm. more worthwhile for you if you, take you like, time. do it when you're older. Um, yeah. And kind of, like, know what you're going in there mm-hmm. for. It's interesting yeah. that, like, you don't want to do business school. Because, like, I, I can agree. I don't really see you in business school. Um, just because, like, I think the vibe would make you unhappy. Um, <laughs> at least in a college setting. But I also feel like hearing you talk, like, you have a more insightful perspective on like business and like how business operates than I do just probably based on like things that you've been exposed to in your classes like like do you have opinions on like I I feel like you have a more nuanced perspective of like the choices that big businesses in particular make um and I appreciate that because I 
tend to have a lot more of a negative um, perception of it because I feel like I really only perceive the bad things about big businesses mm-hmm. and not necessarily like it's I think it's easy to forget that like people make up the big business even though like the big business is seen as like a singular entity but there's actually like a bunch of people involved and like there's thought that goes into the things that they like decide to do Mm -hmm. um and honestly especially in like the U.S. it's just like a dog-eats-dog world and so even if you don't necessarily agree with like the values of something like sometimes you just need a job and I don't think that like makes anybody evil per se um but and it's just about, like, how you bring those core values to the table and start to, like, shift things in a way that you want to see them shifted. Hmm. Yeah, I think for my classes, I've definitely... I don't know. I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, huge corporations. Mm-hmm. I, like... I'm, yeah, all about that mom-and-pop shop. But, <laughs> um... But, like, I think we're living in a world where someone needs to be that so yeah um yeah I don't know I think yeah I've definitely I feel like a lot of my classes are like real world examples mm-hmm. which is why um it is like I don't know it's really interesting like leaving class and just kind of like looking at mm-hmm. what they do now or like talking about a campaign that they're going through and then like I don't know I go to Target after and I'm like buying yeah. more things like yeah. that's like yeah um I don't know but, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, I didn't even know this job existed, like, mm-hmm. And that's, like, the ago. best part of life, though, is that... I yeah, think, and, like, like, when I explain it to people, everyone's like, oh, that's, like, so perfect mm-hmm. for you. Like, yeah. I'm Like, yeah, I'm very much, mm-hmm. like, very lucky that I found pretty early on, like, I'm not really mm-hmm. doing anything that I don't like. Mm-hmm. It's reassuring to remember that, like even if we don't necessarily know the specific thing that we want to do, like, things are going to exist that don't exist now. And yeah, like, like, there are things that I don't know about that yeah. I would probably, like, there might be a, like, five years from now, there might be a side of PR that I, like, yeah. literally is off my radar that I might, like, love. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Or, like, a new social media platform that maybe is, like, better or whatever. Um. <laughs> Me throwing shade. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for an ad. Listen to our ad read. <laughs> Have ad a break. good time. I don't do it. Okay, <laughs> so tell us what you're majoring in. We'll start there. So I am also in college a couple years away from graduating. I am majoring in evolution and ecology which is a very niche major. Um, Some colleges have it as like evolution, ecology, organismal biology, um, which is like an even longer name. But for the most part, like (laughs) my major is not, um, it's not a very like popular one, um, which isn't bad by any means. But for some context, it's very similar to like zoology. um, And for context for that, it's just (laughs) biology. Like at the end of the day, it's just biology. And so a lot of the things I'm studying right now in my classes are evolution and ecology. So how different lineages have diversified over time, um, what promotes different changes in different species, um, you know, like how even like environmental changes from like a human perspective can impact different species. Um, And overall, we're just trying to like learn how to like synthesize those two. and apply it to a biological world. And so like something that I'm working on right now is I'm doing um, research 
using a database um, for Lake Erie and I am analyzing zooplankton abundance in the lake and like seeing how it changes but that's just some context like of what um, I'm learning like very deep science and I don't necessarily want to be doing zooplankton for the rest of my life but um, it is interesting just to like have an application for those like systems and stuff that I'm learning um, when I came into college I was a zoology major and I was pre-vet and I was also a, a double major actually I was also a psych major um, and I didn't really know what I was like aiming for I was kind of just like keeping it loose and I was like okay I know I like sciences and I like like animals so I guess we'll just go with zoology because I knew that biology was what a lot of pre-med students majored in and I felt that my interests were more specific than just like the general like microbio and things like that so I was like I'll go into zoology and then um I went in pre-vet because I shadowed in a vet's clinic um my senior year of high school and I was like mm, this is something that I could maybe potentially do um and so I just wanted to keep it as an option so I did that and then um, my psych major is just because I liked psychology um but eventually I dropped the pre-vet I switched to evolution and ecology and I changed my psych major to a psych minor but yeah in in high school like I thought for a while I thought I was going to be an engineer um, and then I realized that I don't like physics, so that had to stop, but, um, and then, so then I was like, ah, I can't do physics, I can't do engineering, I want to do biology, because that's, like, a science that I'm more comfortable with, um, and I thought I was going to be interested in marine biology, which is, like, kind of what the first year and a half or two, two years or so of, um, my experience in college was like focused on or oriented around that and now I'm like not so much into marine biology honestly like I felt like my major was a good mix between like biological sciences um and then applying those like concepts of evolution and ecology to a world that's like changing underneath the climate crisis which is something that like I am very concerned about so that's that's my story <laughs> um i guess in terms of like the research that you're doing do you feel like that helps you get more interested into what you're doing or is that just like i know a lot of bio and like science majors like all like often do research mm -hmm. like, are you actively enjoying doing that or mm -hmm. is that just something that you feel like you have to do or i guess to rephrase like do you think that in terms of like the field do you think that you'd be doing research forever or is there mm -hmm. like another aspect of it there's a lot of companies trying to be more sustainable mm -hmm. and stuff like that so is that something that you could see yourself working with mm -hmm. or like are there like social organizations or like something that like or do you like doing the research and like kind of like mm -hmm. the back end of things yeah when i first started doing research i like wasn't really excited about it um i felt like i needed to do it because it's like oh if you're gonna go to grad school you have yeah. to do research and it's just like in college it's like everybody's supposed to be doing something um to get experience and so it was not like an intrinsically motivated uh decision that I made and I was struggling because I was like oh I'm doing this research but like it's doing nothing for the climate crisis like blah 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 um and I would be so hard on myself about it and then like probably like two three months ago I literally had the realization that like 
climate change or like the climate crisis like my fear about it and my anxiety about it like dominates every single thing in my life and that it doesn't need to be like that um so i've been like really working on it and since then i've been able to enjoy my research so so much um more than i've ever been able to but like i genuinely just have really enjoyed like all that I'm learning and like the skills that I'm gaining Mm -hmm. um there's like little nuances about my specific project that I would do want to do differently if I were to go at it again um but overall like I'm very much grateful for the research that I've been doing um it's all data analysis so there's no like field work which I feel like if I was going to do research forever I'd want to do something that's like field work oriented Mm -hmm. um but overall I've had like a very positive experience with it and I'm grateful for like the opportunities that doing research has given me and like the insight that it's given me as well um and it's also just made me feel empowered that like I can just like make discoveries Mm. um in terms of like what I want to do long term I think I can see myself doing research for a while um but I don't think that would be my only like motive like I think I would need to do something that's a bit more like activism oriented or like I feel like more actionable more actionable is a good way to put it I feel like with my relationship with research um even for like the business side of things it's like Mm -hmm. it's really satisfying to like get the numbers that you want but Mm -hmm. it's so much more satisfying to like do something do something with what you found Mm -hmm. and so it can be really fun it's like a mystery almost like a like a little like mystery to find out like what's going on yeah but, like once you find out what's going on you want to do something about it and I think yeah. like when you're only doing the research aspect of things like I guess that's why I get really frustrated with like and that's probably why I couldn't go into something like mm-hmm. purely research mm-hmm. oriented because I think I would be like very distraught with like knowing all this information mm-hmm. and, and not like being not to... being able mm-hmm. to like act on it yeah that's exactly like that's exactly how I feel that's a really really good way to put it is like I do love research and I love making discoveries and like working on it but also like because of the care and like the fear that I have about like the future the future yeah um I think I would be like really just unhappy if I was only doing research um I know I'm sure like there's going to be portions of my life where I'm only doing research especially if I'm doing something like going to grad school like that's what grad school probably is for my like my field um but in terms of, like, a sustaining career, mm-hmm. I would definitely want to do something that's a bit more proactive. So, like, something that I've considered before is, like, advising um, Congress people mm. about, like, environmentally related things, which I don't know if I would survive on Capitol Hill, but <laughs> we can find out. So yeah. that's, like, an option. Um, you mentioned, like, su- businesses go- getting into sustainability. Um, and I think I would enjoy doing that. Um I think that, like, I need to have some, like, I would need to do something else before I went into that, because I feel like if I was going to be helping out with a company or whoever, some organization that wanted to be more sustainable, I would really want to have good skills at being, like, assertive and honest, um, because, like, the last thing I would want to do is be, like, complacent or passive, um, and not do as much as, like, we can, mm-hmm. and I think, like, for where I'm at now, I don't feel confident enough in my ability to, like, convince people to be, like, sustainable or whatever, yeah. um, so I would want more experience before I did something like that, but that is something that I could see myself doing, um, 
I could also be, and I don't know if this would be a long-term thing again, but I can also see myself in, like, an educational position. I guess, so, um, yeah, I was going to ask if you ever wanted to, like, teach. I mean, probably, I can't imagine teaching at, like, a school, but, um, like, when I worked at um, the National Park, mm-hmm. um, that a lot of what they do, like, interpretation and education is, I find, I saw that, like, happening before me, and I found it to be, like, very valuable, and, like, it felt good to, like, share I guess something that I cared about that was also just a good reminder that there's like a bunch of you know areas where education can be like properly and like properly applied and like accessible I guess um because you don't necessarily have to go to college to understand that like the world is changing um Mm. and especially in like a natural setting I love being outside so it would be great to do something or at least, like, live a lifestyle where I can be outside a lot. Um, I feel like as I get older, my perspective or, like, my hopes for the future are shifting more towards, like, lifestyle orientation rather than career-specific. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I feel like I've just heard a lot of feedback from people where they discuss that, like, being passionate about your job is really a luxury and it's not necessarily something you need to have. Um and it's, like, good to be excited about it, and it is good to be passionate about it, but also, like, from my perspective, like, I don't live to work. Um, yeah. Kind of want it to be the other way around, where, like, I do, I'm do. i doing something that I care about, but also that I'm able to, like, enjoy the mm-hmm. peripheral times and, like, still do other things I care about when I'm not on the clock. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a field like yours, it does kind of matter, like, the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. What other cities are like interesting to you from like an environmental Mm. standpoint yeah because like i'm god i could like i hung out with a friend yesterday and i was like i could advocate to tell you to move to chicago for like Mm -hmm. the rest of my life Mm -hmm. but if you wanted environmental Mm -hmm. reasons for me to like tell you environmental reasons for Mm -hmm. you to move there right now i probably could Mm -hmm. and like but i feel like you probably definitely know a lot of other cities that are Mm -hmm. also sustainably active and like Mm-hmm. are also cool that I probably don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about, like, oh, what cities could I maybe work in that would be compatible with, like, my lifestyle in the sense that, like, I want to have those options to, like, go to all these places and, like, be within walking distance of things, um, but also with, like, my career. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about, like, more, like, coastal cities that are by bodies of water because I tend to enjoy bodies of water as well yeah um I guess like yeah my my whole thing was like I feel like the west coast with all the national parks mm -hmm. and like those areas have a way more like laxed lifestyle like even Colorado I feel Mm -hmm. like or like Utah like Salt Lake City yeah I was just wondering if like you had ever thought about maybe moving out west so all the cities that you named are like cities that are also like bouncing around in my head and I think to an extent like I can't be certain because I can say I want to live in a particular city as much as I want, but like if I don't have a job there that means something to me, then like it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but like Portland and Seattle are two cities that I am like thinking about. Um, just it's also different if you haven't visited. I feel like. And I haven't visited either of them, so yeah. it's hard for me to say. Um, I've been particularly thinking about cities because I just returned from California where I was in San Francisco, and I was thinking about what it would be like to live in San Francisco and if I would like that or not. Um, and there's, like, overlapping factors there, too, because I have, like, family there, and then I have my own opinion about, like, how the city is run and, like, the state of, like, 
environmentalism in California and things like that. Um, and just like what opportunities I have access to. Also the cost of living in California is like really high. Mm -hmm. So don't know if I would want that necessarily, but, um, regardless, yeah, like cities in Colorado or, um, Salt Lake city, um, things that I've thought about. I know that Colorado isn't near like bodies of water, but it is around like very prominent, like natural spaces. Even like Vancouver. Yeah, if I've never moved to Canada. I've never considered moving to Canada, but maybe I will. And then like East Coast cities like uh, Baltimore and Boston, DC, um, are all by bodies of water. And those cities in particular, I think, would be easier to find a job that's like environmentally conscious. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's all like prospective right now because I. I don't yeah, know like, what just... jobs I'll have access to and things like that and like what's going to be significant to me. Okay. We'll give a small bio on our <laughs> Are we still we're still going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought are you you don't want to make a whole episode. You're like begging. You're like, can we please give us <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, to kind of transition, Jenna's gonna say her mantra, but first for Song Rex by Pavitra. I actually have no backstory to this. I'm simply just going to give you a song recommendation of Wrong Foot Forward by Fluke. I want you to go in with completely blind, no expectations, um, super peaceful. I recommend listening to it as you go to bed, as you wake up in the morning, <laughs> when you go on your run, all of the above. And then um, Jenna's song... It's called Aquarius Let the Sunshine In by The Fifth Dimension. Um, and so song recs for the week are Wrong Fit Forward by Fluke and Aquarius Let the Sunshine In by The Fifth Dimension is the song that plays when Jenna walks into a room. So, so that's, Jenna's, that's Jenna's song um, that I'm advocating for this week. Um, oh, I appreciate the representation and the advocacy. Um, yeah, anything for... An Aquarius. Even I was gonna say a fellow Aquarius, but I'm but not, you're an Aquarius. not an Aquarius. Okay. My uh <laughs> my mantra for this week is not a mantra for me. It is from a writer, um, journalist, a phenomenal w- lady named Amy Ann Codwell. And she found she's co founder of The Good Trade. Um, it's a lovely website and they make like the most amazing articles and have so many good insights. I love the good trade, but co-founder Amy Ann Codwell um, said this in the daily newsletter this morning. Longings for the new year to welcome what comes, to embrace the peace and quiet, to summon resilience, to value depth and kindness, to meet every moment with presence. And that is the mantra. So happy new year. And may you find presence and abundance everywhere you go. And thanks for listening.